shit for busy blokes. Putting a little bit of back in amongst all the So it's Pastor Nick here from BCC, and uh, we're doing another men's uh, podcast for Elam Empower, uh, men's ministry around the UK. Discipleship for busy blokes. Uh, and uh, today I'm delighted to have Liam with us, Liam Husband. Uh, welcome, Liam. Thank you. Um, just tell us a little bit, Liam, if you wouldn't mind, um, just tell us a little bit about your family right. and um, uh, what you do and what your interests are. Just kick us off with some okay. of that. Okay, yeah, so uh, my name's Liam. I'm the uh, lead pastor at uh, Hope Community Church in Bournemouth, been there three years. Um, yeah, moved there from Bewdley with my uh, darling wife and my four children. Um, we had three children when we moved there, and we moved in a bigger house, so we had another child. Um, but that's it. We've outgrown our house, um, and we've also got a house duck as well. You got a house duck. Part of our family. Yes. Bless her. She survived out of six that were attacked by foxes. Oh no. And uh, she played dead. And ten minutes later, when all the commotion had finished, she came marching out of the hutch like Lazarus. And so we've had her in the home, and she's amazing. She's called Squish. Squish. So you, yeah. so yeah. you have four kids and a duck called Squish, yeah, who yeah. survived a, yeah. like a fox having a yeah. go. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So with with, a du- with ducks, do you have to have a pond, or how does it work? Well, these ones are Khaki Campbells. So we've always had them in our garden. We've had three lots of ducks, and the fox has had its way with oh. all of them every time. So this time we decided we're keeping the last one in our house. But as long as they've got a bit of water to wash their face and yeah. have a bit of a clean now and again they're happy well they use water to digest food more than anything else so they don't necessarily sit on top continuously uh, they just use it to dig more okay than yeah yeah. Mm. yeah well you're the first person i've ever met who's kept ducks <laughs> uh, so that's that's fantastic oh, okay. great to just tell us a little bit about your kids what are their names how old are they uh so two boys samuel and zach they're they're the my oldest two children uh sam is nine zach is eight which yeah. you met at the, the lads and dads. I did. And then my two girls, um, Elizabeth is four, soon to be five in November. She's just started school. And uh, little B, Beatrice, she is 19 months. Wow. Yeah. So you've got a busy household. Yeah. A lot going on, a lot yeah. of noise. Are you getting any sleep? Uh, yeah. Thankfully. Getting it back slowly. Yeah, it's yeah. coming back. The, the gap <laughs> between Elizabeth and B, um, we were just getting back into sleep. And then B came along and you realise... Yeah. yeah oh, it canes you, doesn't it? Those early years with kids, yeah. you just it's a sleep deprivation marathon, isn't it, really? Yeah. And when they start to sleep through the night, you're just so pleased. Lovely. It's like, it's Lovely. great, isn't it? Yeah. We've got a spare room as well, so now and again we jump in there. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, just decamp and have a... It's, it's the afternoon snooze as well. They're great. If you can catch an hour in the afternoon sometimes when you've right. been... If you can on a Sunday afternoon or, you yeah. know, like you get, get a cheeky hour, that really helps, doesn't it, with your young family? Yeah. So tell us, uh, what's happening in your church at the moment that you're excited about? What's God doing? Um, well, yeah, it's, so it's my first church on my own. I uh, was part of a great team beforehand. So I'm three years into a journey that we you know, are committed to. And we're seeing some good things happen. Lots of um, people joining us. Um, new ministries kind of spurting up. Uh, one of the big things at the minute, we've just, um, this year actually, been away on two mission trips, or did one in Kenya uh, with some great guys over and uh, in Caselli, Terry and Judy Mott. So we took a team of six of us over there and that was great. Um, that was re- a real mountaintop experience, not just for uh, the team that went over there, but actually for the church um, be, to be kind of to be engaged in mission. 
yeah. uh, to be able to pray for guys and to get regular updates. So they felt part of it. Right. And then we, when we came back, we had a great service, just pouring our heart out about it. And that has caught something in the church. And then um, two weeks ago, I was in Estonia with Mark and uh, visited some great work over there, which has excited me because it's not as far as Kenya. It's a bit more affordable. Yeah. Uh, but it's certainly an opportunity that as a church, we can get involved in some work in Estonia. So there, there seems to be more of a, an, an outward perspective um, now, and that's kind of changing within the church. So um, we yeah, are, great. you know, we're quite a missional church. We're engaged in some um, local stuff. We've got a bacon run going on a Saturday morning that we take very simply bacon sandwiches and coffee out onto the streets in Bournemouth. And we meet those that are sleeping and, you know, less fortunate and just trying to build relationship with them. So that has fed into the life of the church as well. So yeah, Great stuff. it's quite exciting. So if, what would you say to a guy who uh, may be listening, thinking about going on short-term mission? How could he get involved in Estonia, for instance? What would he do? First of all, do it, because I don't think there's anything as powerful discipleship-wise as a bit of mission. Yeah. Get you out of your comfort zone. Um, obviously, pray about it. I believe God, you know, supernaturally provides for things like this. Um but yeah, just you know, talk have to a go, people, basically. have a go. Yeah, Get it, yeah. Don't mm. be a, don't be scared of it. Um, I found actually taking the team over to Kenya. It's, it's certainly it wasn't my first trip, but those that I took took with me, for many of them it was their first trip, and they they were asking, I don't know if I can do anything. I don't know if I can get involved. I don't know yeah. if I've got the right skills. But when they were over there, they were like fish to water. There was there was opportunity sure. for them to get involved, and it's amazing what you will draw on from your past when you're out there on some kind of mission trip and what you find yourself doing. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes often it's the simplest things that communicate more than yeah. anything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. So just an encouragement, have a go, you know, yeah. step out of the get, boat and have a go. Involved. Great stuff. And you're actually in Birmingham city church today yeah. uh, because you are part of a thing called church leadership Academy. Yeah. Just tell us what it is you're hoping to get out of that. And yeah. if there's any insights you've had so far. Oh, wow. Um, so we're, we're halfway through. It's a two-year journey, something that I wanted to get involved in and um, just decided to have a go, being able to bring a few people along with me. And it's been quite an exciting journey for us as a church. It's been exciting for me as a leader um, because I certainly don't believe and think that I've got it all together. Um, so being able to come away, reflect, uh, listen, learn from some great guys, and plan and pray and you know take some vision back into the life of Hope Community Church has been valuable for us. It certainly came at the right time. Uh, the subjects that we're covering this, you know, these sessions that we're going right, a mission and evangelism and and you know how can we kind of uh, get better at it? How can we make it more of a cultural thing in the church? Mm -hmm. um, so we're 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 planning, we're dreaming, we're putting some exciting things together to take home some 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 ministries closer to us some that are further away from us um but certainly exciting yeah 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 great stuff um so mission and evangelism have you had any speakers through up to this point that you thought oh yeah you've you know they've really said some great stuff yeah uh, i mean we had mark greenwood this morning oh uh, greeny he's uh, a good guy isn't he you know, yeah so the guys that that two guys that i brought with me this morning they've never really uh, met mark before First thing they said, we can listen to him all day. And I think anybody yeah. that sits with Mark and listens to him yeah. is so relational and conversational that, uh -huh. you know, it's not hard going on your brain. No, you know, Where no, some speakers are. Um, but yeah, you know, we've, we, Gary Gibbs yesterday, 
And then, of course, you know, Mark, Ryan, um, Jason and his wealth of experience and Dave and Steve, they just bring so much to the table mm -hmm. that there's always something in every session that you can write down, you can pick up, you can jot down and you can use it. That's the most thing. It's just so, um, it, it, it's so, it engages you in yeah. more ways than one, you know. It's so yeah, sure. achievable as well. Yeah, fantastic. That's really good. Um, just, you've, uh, you are part of the uh, Empower men's ministry yeah. team in Elim yeah. in the UK. Exciting. and. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, obviously, you know, we were at Dads and Lads back in the summer, yeah, and yeah, uh, we yeah. helped Mark Lyndon Jones with that ministry. And <laughs> yeah. um, just tell me a little bit, what are the, the kinds of issues that you think particularly affect blokes at the moment, you know, both in the oh. church and perhaps out in the wider world? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's just for church, but there's one thing, uh, I mean, there's loads, isn't there? Yeah. There's loads. Mm. Um, fatherlessness, I think, is massive, and how that... Um, continues mm -hmm. and it's almost a cycle of it so we need to be better at fathering becoming fathers raising fathers mentoring fathers but i genuinely think one of the biggest things is talking yeah i think mm -hmm. as men uh, and i shared with this with the, our men's group a, a couple of weeks ago one of our biggest struggles and one of our biggest weaknesses is that we don't open up yeah. We like to we we like to think that we've got it all together all of the time and we can do this on our own. I think as a man we want to be able to be we want to provide, we want to you know people to feel secure whether that's our families or relationships and we want to carry it you know and so when we say actually I'm struggling here I'm struggling there I've got some stuff going on it's not as easy for us to get alongside some more men and say actually I'm really struggling in this area I'm really kind of going through it here we're not the most um, easy to open up like that and I think that's certainly something that we've got to be better at I think there's this uh, there's this kind of driver in a bloke that if he's opening up it's almost like an admission of defeat yeah and actually yeah. it's really around the other way if you're yeah. opening up you're being smart yeah. I would say because yeah. you're getting you're accessing all the wisdom yeah. of the brothers around you sure. and yeah absolutely I yeah. think that's great um, any, I mean, I'm putting you on the spot a bit here, but anything that you could suggest to help blokes open up a bit more or find that a bit easier? Every, anything you've spotted in your oh. journey as a pastor that would say, oh, when, when we did this, they really did open up? Anything, yeah. anything at all? Well, I know from my own relationships and, uh, you know, leadership, when I've opened up about the stuff that I'm going through, people have felt more able and safe to share about their stuff. So I think as leaders, we need to model vulnerability. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay saying that we believe in it. If we don't model it, we're not opening the doorway for others. Yeah. So uh -huh. I, I think, you know, there has to be um, a level that we're prepared to be open and honest and vulnerable, you know, in front of others to encourage those to share. And, and very often than not, when somebody hears about the things that we've, we struggle with, they relate to it and they go, actually, I didn't know that, but I can see myself in that situation. I uh -huh. can see what you're going through and how that's been applied in my own life. So, yeah, I think we've got to model that vulnerability before anybody else. And whether that's from the front leading church, whether that's mate to mate, you know, uh, or whether that's in a group, um, We've just, yeah, we've got to be authentic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. We just no, have. great. Yeah. No, thank you for that. That's great advice. Discipleship for busy blokes. Um, so I've um, got, I've got this uh, kind of slightly crazy thing called 12 Things, uh, oh, and it's yeah. on an app. And um, 
So I'm gonna. It's basically a spin the wheel thing. My wife was killing herself laughing over the uh, the noise that this thing makes. Right. So I don't know if it's gonna. Oh, here we go. Look. She says it's like some old program she's got. I think we're gonna need to change the music on this. But I'm gonna spin the wheel. Right. And there's there's twelve categories. I'm gonna, yeah. Whatever category comes up, I'm gonna put yeah. a question to you. Like okay. So, yeah. Exactly. So we'll spin the wheel. Here we go. And the thing is insight. Insight. So. I'm just going to pause that. It's so bad, this music. That's great. It was just pause that a minute. There we go. Right. An insight. I, I, I don't think it should. I think we'll uh, <laughs> we'll get so much jip coming our way if we have that as our theme tune. So insight. Anything that you've uh, picked up from the Lord in your in your reading of the Word in the last few months that you've thought, ah, that's great. You, I, I think I've been I've been stuck. Not stuck. I, I think um, hovering around a bit of scripture continuously and, and it comes up a lot and it's an old favorite and it's a you know people speak about it all the time and you, you've only got to be in church for two minutes and you hear the verse jeremiah 29 11 mm -hmm. uh, and you know it, it's it's an obvious scripture that comes to mind when we try and encourage people through struggles when we try and kind of you know when we want to um speak from god's word and for me it's something i i shared it in Kiseli in kenya to a mm -hmm. whole bunch of people. Yeah, I shared it in Estonia, um, uh, more or less. You know the same kind of message, and um, I'm 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 always encouraged that you know, even though I haven't got it all together, and even though I don't know the massive picture, um, I try and you know do what I can do, honouring God as much as I can. Um, God knows more. He's wiser. He, he sees bigger. ahead. Yeah. 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 And and you know, I've I found in ministry that, you know, I I am becoming more and more reliant on God, and I think that's not a bad thing. You know. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, genuinely taking over the church when I did three years ago, I felt so much weight on my shoulders, and I tried to do everything myself under my own strength, and now that isn't a good thing. That yeah. isn't a good thing. And mm -hmm. this one verse kept coming back and. It's kind of it's it's kept me from the start of my own walk with Jesus, you know. And I pinch myself now where I am, what I'm doing, and 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 I've I'm learning more and more and more. God's got this. Yeah, God's just tell this. just tell our listeners. Uh, maybe if somebody doesn't know what that verse is, what is that verse? And you know how yeah. how is it spoken to you? Just so, tell us. So Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know, God God speaks through Jeremiah to um, the Israelites who were in Jerusalem that was being over overtaken by Babylonians. And, and this wasn't part of their story, what they didn't feel like. It, it was being, you know, it's being ransacked. It was de being demolished. And you imagine Israel going, what's going on? We don't, we're not prepared for this. And Jeremiah saying, God knows what's going on. I, I've got plans for you, a hope and a future, uh, plans to prosper you. Um, and, you know, it, I'm encouraged that whatever I see right now in front of me, isn't the end story and and god is at work in in the big things and the small things the detail you know, yeah that, that encourages yeah. me more than ever that yeah. god's god's involved in the detail of our lives the details of our leadership in our relationships and everything and we might get to the end of the day and go i'm not sure i was the best me i'm not sure i understand exactly what happened today but do you know what god's got plans god's you know, yeah. god mm -hmm. gives me hope yeah uh, and Hope is a, a message that we've been carrying as Hope Community Church 
in Bournemouth for the last three years, and and it's a powerful thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I get my hope and and strength from knowing that that God's got me. Yeah, in every moment. Yeah. I think that's very very powerful because I think uh, guys can sometimes look down the barrel of something really bad or a yeah. real mess, yeah. and yet uh, really God's got something on the other side of that yeah. that they should hold on to, that they yeah. look forward to. No matter how far away that is, God's yeah. still got their long-term interest in his heart. Yeah. And if you turn to him, he's got a plan yeah. for you. Yeah, There's yeah. a plan that you can walk in. Yeah, so yeah. it's very positive, very encouraging. Yeah. Should we do one more? Yeah, go uh, for Terrible, it. terrible app. I do apologize. Let's again. get that tune on again. Let's have another go. So I'm going to spin it again for you. We'll see what comes up. Um, here we go. Spin the wheel. And we've got a game. There we go. A game. Okay. Uh, like, so it could be either... Um, turn this off. Could be either a game that you play, like a computer game, or oh, some sort of sport, something you watch or you play yourself. Just oh, uh, tell us uh, either of those two. An out and out rugby. Oh, you like the rugby? Head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I'm addicted to it. If you ask my wife, she may say. <laughs> and we we got BT Sport just so I could watch the Premiership at the weekends. Yeah. Um, but I yeah I I love rugby. I played rugby up until very recently before we moved to Bournemouth and. Uh, managed a year playing for Bridge North, which were quite a good, good little team. Uh, quite hard to, you know, um, if you're not involved in the social side, a lot more. <laughs> it's quite hard ground sometimes, but I love that feel. I love the kind of um, the family yeah. side of mm-hmm. it. And I take my boys along to watch Bournemouth yeah. play. Um, they're doing quite well in the Championship Southern Division or something like that. Yeah, And I'm actually more happy about taking my kids to watch rugby than I am football yeah mm-hmm. the, the the stadium's a lot more friendlier I, I think so then, yeah you know, I, the, the I'm inclined to agree a lot yeah. more you know yeah but obviously right now we're in the middle of the World Cup and England yeah. are doing well they're getting they're doing great aren't they yeah they're doing good I mean I don't often watch sport on the TV yeah. but I watched uh, Argentina and England on Saturday morning yeah, what a game. and it was a great game yeah. and it was quite interesting because they, they rallied and came back a little bit yeah. and then England kind of just notched up a gear and yeah. kind of just yeah, on getting I, tries, I still and that think was good. we're playing within our own means at the minute. We yeah. haven't been fully tested. But what I love about rugby, you crash into each other for 80 minutes. You know, there's absolute venom going into tackles and everything. But at the end of the day, they shake hands. You know, they get to yeah. know each other a little bit more. It's a whole great kind of feel to it. And it's based on respect and honour and all those values, you know, that... Yeah, maybe you don't see in football right now. I particularly appreciated the ref on Saturday as well because he cut, you could hear him no, telling the yeah he's a great ref and great. I could hear him telling the the the, the guys the standards that he expected yeah, yeah, out yeah, of them yeah, and they yeah. totally respected it yeah, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, they stick to they stick to it you know whether it's grassroots on a you know on a on a park on a in your local community or whether it is in Twickenham you know they stick to the same things and there's no yeah. they don't try and stitch each other up they don't play act they don't you know yeah. There's something very appealing about seeing a guy at the bottom of a pile of another, you know, a bottom at the bottom of a pile of other guys yeah. grinning because he's just scored a try yeah. from the bottom of this big heap of, of blokes. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's something very appealing about that. Yeah, so. and, and, you know, what I love about it is, no matter your shape or size, your skill level, there's a, there's a position for you on a rugby pitch. You know, we like to give Johnny Wilkinson all the, all the fame for scoring that drop goal in the World Cup. You know, maybe that'll happen again with Owen Farrell. Who knows? But Johnny Wilkinson didn't get there on his own. You yeah. know, it, it mm-hmm. took a lot of players to get the ball in the right places, a lot of tackles, a lot of positioning before Johnny could score that drop goal. So it is it is an out and out team game. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it, it, 
and I talk to my boys all the time, you know, that as they're growing, there'll be a position on the rugby pitch. It may change, but there'll always be a place for them on the rugby pitch. And yeah. my, you know, mm. my boys absolutely love, love rugby right now. So I'm praying for a future England captain. <laughs> That's great. Just a last thing then, just off of the back of uh, thinking about rugby. Do you see any parallels between uh, rugby and church? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, from from the moment people come into, you know, Sunday mornings, you know, something that we're trying to communicate to everybody. You may be, you know, on the words, you may be in the two and tea and coffee, but everybody plays their part. The ultimate goal is that Jesus is glorified and people encounter him and his love and his presence, you know. Yeah. And, and everybody plays a part in that, you know. If mm. people on the door are warm and welcome, then people will feel more comfortable and settled when they come into the building. So they, they've got just an important role as the, the people that are leading it or singing sure. their songs and stuff. And in church life, it is about honour. It is about respect. It is about, you know, be, people, you know, using their giftings in the right places at the right times. And ultimately, it's about the victory. And victory is salvations victory is life transformation victory is community engagement discipleship all those kind of things so yeah you can you know and i've preached about it a few times i've preached about the passion of the argentinian team you know when they sing the national anthem there's no team like it in the world they sob their eyes out you know because they're so passionate about playing for their country you know and, and, and i always encourage our people if you can carry that same kind of passion for jesus you know, in your workplaces, in your friendship groups, in your community, people will be attracted. You know, passion is a strong thing, isn't it? It's very, very magnetic, definitely. And, oh, yeah. People yeah. think, I want to know what they know. I want to be who they are, you know, because of the passion that people carry. So, yeah, I think as a church, big church, if we can be passionate about Jesus, yeah, um, you know, people will look in and go, I want some. Yeah, no, awesome. you're absolutely right, yeah. absolutely right. Liam, it's been great to chat to you. And um, uh, just as a last request, would you pray for us listening on the podcast yeah, today? That'd be great. Thank you definitely. so much. Yeah, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for, Lord, the relationship that each and every one of us have with you. And Lord, there's no obstacles uh, that we have to work at and, uh, Lord, try and try and try to, Lord, walk with you. Just that knowledge of who Jesus is and all that he's done for us. Lord, means that we can enter the throne room and, Lord, the relationship with you. And, Lord, you invite us in one by one. You don't ask us to be perfect, Lord, but we walk with you with openness and honesty to be the best people that you're calling us to be in line with you and your will. And I just pray, Lord, for, Lord, our guys, Lord, across uh, this great nation, Lord, that we would draw closer to you and through that relationship with you, Lord God, you would help us to be disciples, followers of Jesus that, Lord, are there for each other, to strengthen each other, to support each other and to sharpen each other as the the men, Lord, that you've uh, called us to be, uh, Lord, in this great land. And we just pray a blessing, Lord, over our people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Discipleship for busy blokes.